Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 250, episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a ah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Friday, August 19th, 2022 which, of course, means that it is Central and Western Quebec today because uh, that's, that area that's who's got the 819 area code. <laughs> or uh, National Jack Potato Day. Hey. Okay. National Aviation Day. National Soft Ice Cream Day. All right. I mean, it, I, I like feel that. like the national days have been pretty on point for the time of year. But yeah, and a lot especially... Of like soft ice cream just when it when it's all melty this is this is when that is hitting at its hardest you big soft serve guy you like soft i love soft serve oh soft ice cream got it like that yeah. means they mean soft serve got it i do i do uh, I, I went to a basketball camp like three weeks out of every summer and they had a soft serve machine there and i got nice with the uh, soft serve technique i can make got nice i can with the soft stack ice. that thing eight nine rings <laughs> in the sky it was it was pretty impressive i gotta say though for we might want to rethink when when we're doing national potato day this is not when i'm in the mood for like a nice steaming baked potato uh, August, uh, August 19th maybe Where, when do you feel like when is your what was peak potato desire for you like right around like November I'm feeling November right? oh shit yeah. okay alright right. hey look oh. celebrate however you like to you that's know? true I don't I don't yeah. want to yuck anyone else's you know yum there 
they're out here just eating a hot baked potato like an apple on the street in the middle of August. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka I gotta stay till I got iced. That is courtesy of Bohemian Rhapsody on a tear and 3 6 Mafia. That song's not called Stay High. I think it's called Stay Fly, at least on Apple Music, which was a surprise to this elder millennial. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co host. Mr. Miles Gray! It's Mr. Miles Gray. He's on TikTok, always looking at Lambo, 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 Bo, 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 Lambo, 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 Bo, 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 Bo. Okay, y'all know the Oh No song from TikTok. Shout out Johnny Davis, and I believe who else was it? Bill on the old Discord there for the knockout collabo of Lambo, Bo, 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 Bo. There you go. That took so that they co- collaborated on that. Well, first, Johnny Davis said, what about Lambo, Lambo, Lamb, 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 Lambo? Okay. I will, Bill I was, there you posited, go. would Lamb, Bobo, Bobo, Bo not flow better, my good mm. man? To which Johnny replied, yes. That is, so there it is. It's hard to co-write a song that has one word, but they just proved that it can be done. So that's that's what we're all about here at the Zeitgeist, just coming together, <laughs> working hard on small results. Yep, small victories. That's they're right. Plenty. They're plentiful. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a very funny comedian, activist, mm-hmm. the host of the great award-winning podcast, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, yeah, the yeah. senior fellow on comedy at the Pop Culture Collab. She's written in the New York Times, uh, wrote and performed a piece on Fresh Air with oh, yes. Terry Gross. Yes. Uh, it is the hilarious, the talented Zara Norbosh! What up? Welcome. What's up, Guess Zara? what? Guess what? what? Guess what? 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 You can add another tag to my name because I am now employed. Oh, where hey. are I'm right. a producer at Snap Judgment. Y'all. Oh, jeez. Okay. What? Welcome, what? What? welcome, what? welcome. What? 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 Congrats. What? I was just going to be like, the hilarious, the talented, the employed. Zara <laughs> but Yo. no, that's a great that's a great credit congratulations yeah. amazing i have a 401 congratulations now, to them on making yeah, for a real. smart right? decision yeah yeah that's what i said too the day the first day you're welcome <laughs> yeah, when you got and the congratulations. offer congratulations yeah oh sorry we'd love to offer you the job you're welcome i know you're you actually would. really welcome <laughs> yeah um i will take it but you're welcome What I actually said was, I am here for the small results. (laughs) I will work so hard to get you one word results. Let's string them together. (laughs) Amazing. So that's big. That's big news. But some things haven't changed. You still got a Jaws poster behind you. So it's the best movie of all time. It is. Stay true. Stay true. You know, I quote it like three times a day. What what are your quotes? What are your go to? We're going to need a bigger job for me when they hired you that was my boy (laughs) (laughs) you have to you have to deliver that after slapping an authority figure across the face right right yeah (laughs) your first day at work (laughs) (laughs) i just do impressions of the shark yeah Uh, 
<laughs> also, <laughs> shout out to uh, Tom Ryman from from Cracked and now Start the Machine on Twitter. He he got me quoting what the guy in the background <laughs> he's like it's a tiger shark I, th- I think is the part and the guy in the background comes through and goes what <laughs> there's like just some great ADR <laughs> and background performer oh, yeah. performances in that film. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it so many times I know exactly the sound bite that you're yeah. talking about <laughs> it's like right before Steven Spielberg walks through the film yeah that's right right around there that film is about intersectional feminism go on i I mean and that's what today's episode is about why (gasps) jaws is is about intersectional feminism why matt gates is in cahoots with epstein lawyers (laughs) oh that's right that's what this is about all right sorry we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple things this episode's really about we're gonna we're gonna just take sit back observe survey just what the people in Trump world, how they're acting, because that's kind of our best indicator as to what they got, what, what, where, where they're at. How nervous are they? Yeah, they seem nervous. Donald Trump Jr., I don't know if I, I would say he seems nervous. He seems uh, smacked. He seems yeah. off of his axle. He's fine. He's fine. He's the first human to take flight mm-hmm. uh, without any kind of engine at all. You'll see why. Or hear why. We're going to talk about some implications of like, it, there's a, so there's a New York Times piece that was just like, what was he doing with those documents anyways? <laughs> uh, by Mar- uh, Maggie <laughs> Haberman that just like plays the whole thing like a, like a King Ralph like type of thing where Trump is just like a, a dang loon who just like doesn't, doesn't like all the stiff collared uh, regulations. And it doesn't mention like any of doesn't mention Saudi Arabia once. So I want to ma- mention Saudi Arabia once, maybe twice uh, with regards to what right? he might have been doing with nuclear secrets. We're going to check the Biden presidency against the vampire zombie meter. Supposedly, when there's a Democratic president, you get more vampires, you get more vamps. And there's. <laughs> The, the Netflix charts have a new vampire movie at the top, Day Shift, which I've seen enough clips and bloopers of that to uh, feel like I've seen the film. But the violence looks I've intense. It. Is it good? It's fabulous. Amazing. All right. I can't wait to see that. So that's that that's in keeping with the theory. We'll explain the theory a little bit. All of that. Plenty more. But first, Zara, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, so I learned that pus, you know, the ooze. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That comes out whenever you're doing something gross. (laughs) Uh, Or of a wound. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, like bursting it. Oh, are you a a pimple popper over here? I'm not admitting that anything. Okay, okay, the language you're using, my honor. Uh, I hear. I'm sensing some ingrained shame in there. Where, like when you're doing <laughs> that something laugh, dirty oh, that laugh did it. and like dark and, you know, that shouldn't I be I don't shame. experience shame. I inflict it. Good. There you go. There yeah, you you're go. like, look at this disgusting whitehead. I got a pop on your back. Look at you, you nasty. I don't know how anybody loves you. Give me that. Get it over here. <laughs> I don't know how anybody Whoa, loves how... you. Get over here. How did you get that sound bite? 
from my bedroom. Because I live in the exact same reality. (laughs) (laughs) People are learning a lot. Oh, yeah. I feel like so many people. I had this. Okay, go on with your thing. But I think we're talking about something. Please go on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I had to look up. I didn't know pus is one S. Oh. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. I didn't realize I didn't know how to spell it until a Google doc told me, you don't know how to spell this. Oh, so right, you were going around yeah. texting people about puss? Puss? Yeah, puss in boots. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when That's I was funny. talking about puss. Oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder hey, why it's so hard for me to make puss yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, when did, you, when did you come across your, your, your fatal error of misspelling puss? I was about to correct a student. In one of my comedy workshops, I was about to just, like, oh, fix wow. their typo and add an S. And Google was like, no, you're the idiot, idiot. Yeah. And wow. I was like, They're what? like, oh, we got a real Antonio Banderas fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, puss in boots. Wasn't puss he puss in boots. boots? Yeah. Popping the puss in boots. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a big pimple popper, though? That's my next thing. Okay, I'm a big picker. Big picker. Okay. I can't leave things alone. I can't. I just like. Right. Why? 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 Then like scabs. Yeah. And pimples. Yeah. And like cuticles. I can't. I just can't leave it alone. An American picker. I see. I see. Sorry. Someone's <laughs> at my door. I got it. I'm the only one home. So g- give me one second. I apologize. Oh, I thought that was Sorry, a bit guys. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. It was too. We went Someone's too far. Someone's at the door. It's the pick police. <laughs> But Dr. Pimple Popper grosses me out, man. Oh, Am wait, I pos- really? I should pause. It's so gross. It grosses you out? It grosses me out. That's so funny, right? Because Her Majesty, my partner, my wife, she's she'll be like, oh, you got an ingrown hair on the back of your head. Bring your, bring your scalp over here. And then be like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. No, but yeah, I'll do that. I'll watch, I'll watch Dr. Pimple Popper, man. I, I'm old school. I was on Reddit on our popping. Okay. That's the, the, one of the oldest popping communities out there. <laughs> and for the life of her, she's like, I can't, this shit is disgusting. She's like, Dang. it's one thing when I'm like, it's a thing for me to play with. It's not like I'm really into it for like the ooze or whatever, but I don't want to see somebody with like a softball size, like growth that has to be then, you know, poppeth. If that is the medical oh, term. Oh, I can't watch it. It's so gross. I get but it. But yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's yeah. weird. There, there's something Like satisfying. if I see it. Yeah. If I see it, I'm like all over it. But like my, my husband's just like you. Like he's like, ew, gross in real life. But he'll, he watches the shit out of it. Right. I and mean, he's po- a doctor. He's a doctor too? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He's a oh, doctor. Wow. He's not phased by much. You know? Yeah. Right. I like how you're like, hold on, let me take a picture of this. Okay, look at your own pimple. Should you worry about that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to pop it then. <laughs> he came home the other night and he was like, oh my God, so many bits of brain and bone. Oh, and then no. just like, yeah, and then just like went into the bathroom and changed and came back and was like, what's for dinner? Woof. I'm telling you, man, I, it's the like other gear that health workers have is truly astonishing. Like, like the way they're built like i have friends who are in like nursing or doctors or whatever friend who like was an, like a trauma nurse and stuff how casually things are described to me yeah and then very quickly like okay so you want to go uh i got tickets for jurassic park and imax you want to go and I was like, <laughs> you just talked about a horrific nail gun accident <laughs> and you completely okay yep sorry jack you just came back 
<laughs> yeah, what I miss. <laughs> so while you were at your door, we started talking about Dr. Pimple Popper. She can't stand Dr. Pimple Popper. Loves to pop a pimple, though. Yeah, and then, that's true. Then she talked about how her husband's a doctor, can say see really horrific things at work, kind of grossed out by yeah. pimples, but then can like pivot on a dime to like very pleasant talk. And I said the extra gear that healthcare workers have to be able to like deal with really fucked up shit or just harrowing situations, come home, like shower it off and then be like, let's watch Nathan for you. (laughs) (laughs) Miles is the recap master. Yeah, that's what I do. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I missed that. Any thoughts on that, though? Pimple popper, doctors having uh, that two-way mind? None at all. No, I would know nothing about that. Either of those things at all. Double standard of empathy. Uh, <laughs> nothing. nothing. Uh, <laughs> there is none. Zara, what is something you think is overrated? Switch it up. Your lawn, your grass, get rid Hell of yeah. it. Oh my God, why yep. is it still everywhere? My car, ca- my, <laughs> my car. Why did I say my car? <laughs> the <laughs> other is- most American thing. Well, it's just making me sad that I said that because I really just meant my desk. Mm. And that means that I feel like I'm in a moving vehicle behind the screen yeah. that I stare at. And you do all have one day. of those little uh, Fisher Price like steering wheel things, and you've been hitting the <laughs> going beep beep every time you want to start talking. So you I love think it's my effective. Fisher Price steering wheel, yeah. Jack. Uh huh. You've had the turn signal on the entire recording, though, so I would ask that you. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm just Get rid of your lawn, fools. What the hell? It's 125 degrees in some places. Oh yeah. People are mowing dead yellow grass. Just kicking up dust. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> just go to nice drought proof plants if you like the plants in the front the lawn shit i mean this is that there was just like an article about how like how the in like northern mexico like there's really really severe water rationing happening to combat drought but meanwhile just over the border like in laredo texas they're using like there's something like 10 million gallons a day or something on fucking like lo- like lawns and stuff. And I'm sure like L.A., every drought area that has lawns has some absurd number they're wasting just purely on watering grass. Mm. But it, it feels like one of the easiest. I mean, like I get that there's so many things that we obviously need to lean on, like changing our energy mix and much bigger ideas and things like that to save the planet. But I like the more I look at it, I'm like, I don't need to see fucking grass all the fucking time, like in. A place that's a desert. There are succulents that look like grass. Yeah. You don't need to do this. And also, the causes of some wildfires have been lawnmowers on dead, dry grass that shoot sparks and catch fire. They're like, what are you doing? I put my friction machine over this fuel pile (laughs) (laughs) in high winds. (laughs) I don't understand what happened. What? Wildfires are job creators, Zara. That's what you have to understand. Yeah, so. for prison labor. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a warden right now. <laughs> it's actually God. a really great employment opportunity for our chattel sla- uh, <clears throat> prison uh, coll- uh, mm, teammates. No, I get it. I've been hired for arson and I've done it, but. <laughs> <laughs> hired my, for arson. My heart was not in it. It just was not. Yeah. 
that's why it warms my heart to see the golf the golf uh, courses where activists have been filling up the holes with cement. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Although I will say, just tear, turn up the green. Don't fill up the holes with cement because the hole, like they move the hole every day. So you can just like, oh, that, just that's easy the for them to, out, yeah. yeah, they can just poke that shit out. But kind of love the love the effort and the symbolism is great. It's just like that's probably didn't fuck with them too bad. But no, it, attention though. Because they're so precious about their little grass, their little fairway grass. They got the little things that like comb it and like primp it after you hit the ball off of the grass. They're like, it's got to be smooth. Right. Like, what was what's the movie where they're like tunneling out of prison and they're like taking the dirt with them out into the yard? Right. (laughs) Uh, The Great Escape. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Shawshank Redemption? Well, Shawshank, yeah, he's like uh, letting the dirt loose through his pant leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they (laughs) lampoon that in Naked Gun, too, when they're trying to escape. And he's just like sitting on a fucking mountain. I'm like, (laughs) did you do a similar thing, but with like grass killer on a fucking golf course? Like you just wear big pants. You're like, four. And then like a bunch of shit's coming out the bottom of that guy's pants and spelling (laughs) fuck you and eat the rich on the fairway. (laughs) Are we still shitting on lawns? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we had to, we had to take a sharp right turn into the golf, the country club, real quick. Speaking of grass, <laughs> listen now. Now that I'm employed, there are all these freelance jobs I have to say no to, and yeah. that's where these are coming from. And this right. is coming from like ten, <laughs> fifteen years into the, your future for the rest of America, because. I was I was back east and everything's green back there just by accident. Like there's right? just like grass yeah. growing places. Like because what else is gonna happen? Of course, grass is gonna grow there. But yeah, we are uh, we're into the the drought that's coming for all of us. And the only things that are green are golf courses and like a handful of and huge very, like agribusiness. Right. There's like 25 states that don't need grass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In this union. Never had like, it. Like, I look, I love a field for, like, sport, but, you know, the turf is getting pretty good, you know? Yeah. For, you know? This is also because outside my window, while I'm trying to podcast, there's these huge John Deere's over this, like, 10 by 10 patch. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any right. sense. And there's so much Just diesel. Doing donuts, essentially. There's right. so much diesel. They are. They do donuts. They're having a blast. I feel for these guys. I get right. it. It's a good time, but it sucks. <laughs> and so that's where my underrated comes in. Which is? what? It, yeah, what is your underrated? These are dark chocolate almonds. Uh-huh. Well, and, hold on. Yeah. I like how you get... Yo, we gotta we gotta get off the fucking lawn business too. One of the most <laughs> water intensive products in the in the fucking state. The actual one of the biggest reasons that California is experiencing drought because of the fucking almond industry. Now yes. almonds not water These intensive stuff. enough. This we gotta brings add me... cocoa beans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck the lawn, so I can have more of these chocolate covered almonds at a reduced Thank fucking you. price. This brings me to my underrated mention, which is hypocrisy. <laughs> Is really the cure for heart disease in this nation. <laughs> Try it out. Give it <laughs> it's a shot, great. Folks. It will keep you alive so long. Wait, but let me see those almonds again. They're they're good. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> Each one, I just I taste gallons of water. Mm, right. In the chocolate goodness. You're like, uh, 
each with each almond that's one less child 30 years from now that will know the feeling of grass under their bare feet (laughs) (laughs) know what a shower is do you ever think about that like those are like these are really weird small details that is gonna go missing from from kids like honestly grass right like i'm out here really thinking Looking at my own, I'm like, what the f- fucking grass necessary? Oh, my God. We already live in the era where most people don't know what I mean by a real university experience. Right. Mm. Or like what it's like to have campus life. Right. You know, and like yeah. there's so many things like you don't think about oh, like 50 years from now or something with the water shortages and stuff. You think like, you know, immediate like pools you know, sprinklers, water bottles. And you don't think like, oh, yeah, we might not be able to produce almonds anymore because it's just so water intensive. Right. Or yeah. we do because they have an outsized influence in the state legislature. And they're like, I'm sorry, man. If only you guys had more lobbyists. Right. It's, it's like when got. you it's like when you look at like corn politics and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, that's my batteries and my Advil and like my windowsill. <laughs> you know, <it's> like. <laughs> right. You know that AstroTurf you use on your lawn is actually made from recycled almonds. They just make too many almonds. Uh, so, it's, so they've turned it into... <laughs> it's an almond-based AstroTurf. It's regenerative. Let me tell you about this little heart salve that I call hypocrisy, folks. Mm. Get on board. You got Well, you got to sip from it every now and then. Mm, you you know. simply must. We'll see, because when, when you get drunk off it, that's when it's, it's problems. But every now and then, it's like... A quick little taste. I knew you'd get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Blue Diamond Almonds, uh, <laughs> inaugural sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. And so we, we, we've we've been talking about we just don't know in terms of like what the implications of all the seized documents are and the investigations into the Trump world. But we're we're gonna pl- take a step back and just do a little prognostication. Yeah. Sometimes I love it's theories. Fun. Yeah. Because I I just don't know. I really don't know what Go to there. make of Go all there. of the chaos, right? Because right. typically, you know, Trump has been running around knowing he can get away with shit, like a common rich guy. Like since even before office, he was just like, I can, I'll, do, I'll move with impunity. I don't give a fuck. Or like a malignant narcissist. Yeah. And it was mostly kind of like, I'll like, I'll commit these like financial crimes that like it's it's kind of a hard it's not it's not fun for everybody it doesn't quite arise to these other crimes like assault or something i've been accused of <laughs> but he just i just can't help but feel something is different and not in the sense that i'm like we're gonna finally see justice but at best and sadly this is the most he has ever seemed like he felt like he might face the music is what it kind of is what it feels like and I think the super optimistic take, which or the view is what you see, like on a lot of news channels where they're like, Trump's going down. Like they look at everything and be like this. Trump knows he had the worst shit in there and the FBI has it count down to indictment. Right. Which is which, which is possible. That's feasible based on like what they're saying and the you know how severe they're saying the the potential charges are. And then another view is like. I don't know, man. I think Trump is just so used to getting away with shit 
that having the FBI raid his house is more like offensive to his like sensibilities than inducing genuine like existential panic. Like it's like a Karen freaking out after being told like she can't cut the line, even though I'm late for my Bible study group <laughs> kind of shit where it's like, you're not going to tell me this suddenly. I'm used to doing whatever the fuck I want. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out it's like half real dread, half just like, but I'm white. Right. right. You can't fucking do this to me. Like, you know what don't, I mean? Don't you also like have a little, ah, oh, whenever there's like some semblance of checks and balances left in this country. Yeah. Like I found myself being like, doesn't the F, didn't he like appoint most of the FBI? Like, didn't he flesh The director out was a, a Trump appointee confirmed right. by Republicans. Yeah. I was like, didn't, didn't the Trump administration go through like most executive offices and make them all Trump goons anyway? Yeah, or goon adjacent for sure. You know, it, it's but yeah, it's one hundred percent the case. Goon adjacent was one of my freelance jobs, <laughs> where you were, and I've been hired to do arson because I'm goon adjacent. <laughs> my heart wasn't in it. That does feel like what, like those sorts of things, like him appointing somebody who could get approved by the the Republicans during his first term, and. Like, are all things he's like, never again. What, like, th- this is all stuff that is going to drive the wildest, like, you know, just descent into authoritarianism if, if he is elected like this. Yeah, because, again, like, I, this the, the GOP just doubles down and doubles down. Like, again, I always liken it to, like, you're reducing a sauce in, a, like, a yes. pan that you're yeah, cooking. Yeah. And it starts off watery, but you're like, no, cook that shit down to the goo, the racist, fascist goo that's really down to ride. So it gets smaller, but it's thicker, right? It's way more potent because you're cooking off the weaklings or you're purging them. And then, but then they keep turning the heat up. My bro, the the pan is going to dry out and you're eventually going to burn the fucking kitchen down. Yeah, it's just like a mineral basin of titanium dioxide at the bottom. (laughs) Right, exactly. You look in there like, what's that (laughs) smoldering pot? You're like... That's the fascists. They're they're just doing their thing over there. But I think it's probably a mix of the two. But again, it is very clear. The only reason like I'm kind of just keep watching this is because typically, like we've said this before, they just say fake news. It's bullshit. Right. Mm. But the 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 word choice, the sort of sentiment, the emotion is a lot more like, you know, intense now. So for starters, right. No lawyers want to work with him. They're they're talking about like tax law, like people who are not <laughs> like at the top of their game. And we've seen who he has as his lawyers right now. Like one of them was a, like a, a fucking commentator from Newsmax. Like these oh aren't God. these aren't like the kinds of like goons that you get. And it's probably because a he is a guy who everyone knows that isn't the best at paying back legal costs. Oh. Also doesn't really like listen to fucking legal advice ever Ah. so i don't know if anyone worth their shit is gonna be like yeah i want to yeah i'll represent you in the u.s versus donald trump on espionage act charges if it Mm -hmm. gets there like what so that's one aspect there's he's having trouble although he says it's all fake news he has the best people but we've seen the clowns that show (laughs) up for him he's posting op-eds like on truth like retweeting or retruthing shit that's basically that's the gist of it is like the reprisals for the Mar-a-Lago raid will be epic in 2025 <laughs> if Donald Trump is in is president again. So uh, reprisal. Yeah. 
I mean, that's yeah. a lot for like a yappy talking head that's here to distract us from climate disaster. And death. I may have had I may have edited that for a little bit. <laughs> it does, but I mean, that is I think this is most potent attack for a couple reasons. First of all, true. He will like if he gets nominated, then elected or not even nominated, but elected, which also a possibility. He the, it will be just a nonstop authoritarian like persecution of his enemies and critics like the the whole time. That will just be what what is happening inside the White House. But also, I also think that like even in the mainstream media, you hear people talk about how like, but you can't really like prosecute a president because then it's, you know, that, then it's just back and forth for until the end of time. We've prosecuted so many presidents. What is yeah, I mean, not so many, but go. like it's happened. It's not right, but that's like so that that is the thing that I feel like they keep falling back on is like that's just yeah. You know. I mean, who knows? Joe Biden may still have a hand in destroying this country by pardoning Donald Trump. You know, if it came down to it, right? Oh my God! And then we're like, oh yeah, it's fully, it's it's bad because there was that one. Like psychologist Bandy Lee, if you remember from the very beginning of the Trump administration, she's like one of the few people being like, this guy is not fit for office. This is where this shit's going to lead. Like he's mm. using all these like I've worked with people in prison populations. He's doing the same shit you see prison gang leaders do, uh, getting people riled up, offering protection, saying, hey, y'all down for violence, then ghosting them and just do. Wow. And they're very they're very charismatic figures and her whole thing is like the only way you burst that bubble is to actually like have consequences it's the only way the it's not the opposite it's not well if there's consequences it'll get worse it's like no you have to burst the fucking bubble and you know they're saying like for most of the time people return to their norm because they realize oh shit that was okay we were that that can't that doesn't work he's right. acting like a middle eastern dictator yeah right. yeah and even like People who are observing like other like like extremist researchers like, man, the way the direction the GOP is headed is like this is, this is its own fucking thing. Right. It's like a cult. Yeah. Where yeah, everyone should up. be executed. Like that's yeah. coming off the lips of everyone. Like candidates were like, I think Merrick Garland, maybe maybe it might he might be executed. I don't know. What on earth is happening? I mean, to the rest of the world, I don't like how does this look like this is so the collapse i mean right. we're seeing it everywhere and i just i don't understand the centrist like viewpoint on this shit like i have a lot of centrist liberal friends because i'm infiltrating <laughs> and i just like messing with their game and <laughs> being <laughs> that friend and i just like i don't i'm always playing this game with them i feel like of just like how do I poke you persistently? How do I pop this pimple? Right, mm. right, right. <laughs> How do I, Dr. Pimple, pop your noise that's just like, uh, you know, the way he talks and the respectability of it all right. and like the yeah, tone yeah. and the like, this is not how I want my America to look. And it's well, like, we simply can't put him in, pr in prison because then it'll mean accountability for future presidents. And exactly. I'm sorry. Like, what? I'm sorry. Your kid is in the backyard lighting our cars on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, maybe that has nothing to do with your parental style either. Where you're like, I don't, I just don't want oh to be a friend to the, I want to be a friend to this out of control thing. It's like right. the same idiot that says shit like, you can't tax businesses, then they'll just leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. I guess there's no other way to figure well, that out. 
Yeah, it's like because it's very like abuse abuser talk. Yes, it's like victim blamey abuser talk. Yeah. Okay, if you do that, then who who's gonna love you? Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Where what? are you gonna live? Fucking anywhere. Are you kidding me? There's many greedy motherfuckers out there. That'll take my money. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But anyway, so add all to that, right? The paranoia too in Trump world. Now there's like a few pieces. I think it was in the Guardian that was writing that multiple aides, like eight people spoke under anonymity to the, who are, I don't know, again, I don't know if this is, this is part of the game of Thrones that's happening at Mar-a-Lago, but there people are starting to suspect that someone in his family is the FBI informant because of like a very specific item. The FBI took was like a leather bound box. And they're like, this couldn't have been a housekeeper or like a random person who does security, like in the exterior of things. Like, it would have to be someone so close to even know that, like, it's his like little precious leather box that he puts his secrets in or some shit. So that's another one that is also just kind of a loud talking point that's going around. And then at the beginning of the week, Donald Jr. I I'm not sure if this was a defense or him fucking a, blasted. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to seem like everything's all good, like with very out of control laughter, which is always a great sign that someone is very chill. I'm not freaking out. You are. Should be noted, there isn't a single like sometimes you'll get a clip that has a screen cap where it's like, oh, they pulled a screen cap to make this person look very stupid. There is not a screen cap from this clip where he does not look deranged and like he's on the verge of break, bursting into tears. He his yeah, and I get that this is not a visual medium. Imagine his his face the whole time is he is on the verge of a terrible digestive event. Yeah. And he's trying to hold that back while also projecting like confidence and aggression. Uh, my father says that he would have given them what they wanted had they done this, but no, they needed the FBI needed- hostage rescue team, the HRT, they- their elite tactical unit, and 30-something agents to show up to my father's home. My father's home. So that goes on for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh like my nonstop God. screaming. Barely any breaths, just there's so much cocaine in my body. Uh, the FBI. <laughs> Whoa. This is a lot. This is a lot. So he's very chill. Mm-hmm. Then you have then another note on Thursday, the CFO of like the Trump Corporation, the organizations, Alan Weisselberg, who many people have been like, man, that when they first got him on charges, they're like, oh, man, he'll, he'll flip. Because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to go to jail and miss the, you know, the rest of the lives of his family. He's in his, like, mid to late 70s. He just pleaded guilty. And at first, there was nothing about, like, a cooperation deal. And we're like, oh, wow, maybe this guy really trying to be a G about it. But then it came out right after he pled guilty that part of this plea deal was that he is going to test. He will testify against the Trump companies. Uh, about some of the fucking weird illegal tax shit that they were doing. Now, it's just against the companies, not Trump himself. He would not do that. So in a, in a sense, he's still trying to be a fucking gangster about the whole thing. I do not understand why, how that helps him. But the benefit there is that if the companies are found guilty of all that fuckery and wrongdoing, they can be just fined out of existence, right. which typically is the case. So that could be a huge blow to the empire. So that's another thing dang that's another weight to put on the pile of the trump world psyche and then a bit of unpleasantness uh for (laughs) for trump to deal with down the line yeah could you imagine it's like oh my 
they could put media. my business. Yeah. Or just to be fine so much to the point. It's like, I got to, I have to fucking sell it. Like, there's no way I can navigate this. So on top of it all, right. Wow. All the chaos is allowing for more just opportunistic bullshit on the right. And it's turning into like a kind of a circular firing squad in the weirdest way. I want to play an ad for you for this guy, Mark Lombardo, who's running against Matt Gates in his, his Republican primary opponent. Okay. He just put out an attack ad oh. that is trying to be like, Matt Gates is the fucking mole. <laughs> this is an attack. This is a Republican attack ad against another Republican, all off the heels of this Mar-a-Lago uh, raid. When Donald Trump really endorses someone, he goes big. You've seen none of that for lion Matt Gates. What does Trump know? Is Gates the informant? Gates hired Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. What? Another Epstein attorney approved the raid on Trump's house. Remember, Gates pressured Trump to give him a pardon, but Trump said no. Matt Gates puts himself first, ahead of Trump and ahead of you. Vote for wow. a leader who will. Anyway. This is so that weird. Is so many what? accusations and like insinuations in the span of five seconds there. Well, none of it is about policy whatsoever. It's about Trump loyalty. This is yeah. bizarre. It's exactly. You gonna let him do that to the brand? Also, he hired pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. Why don't you? I mean, look, if you want to go after Matt Gates, he's actually under investigation for trafficking. Yeah. He's so, a he's a human monster. Maybe go there, but also uh, are y'all forgetting how close Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump were too? That's like what's so wild about this. Also, like the crossed wires around like Epstein bad, good. Right. Right. What Ooh. on earth? So yeah, it's 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 really really just everyone's out here trying to get their piece. Meanwhile, Alex Jones, he's has a very he's he said he's off Trump. He said he's going full DeSantis. And but I would take that with a caveat. Whoa. But here is here is Alex Jones from Thursday saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with DeSantis. I can't believe this man. This is a so nightmare alive. scenario if Hillary or Biden got in. He said he only voted for Back Trump before they were officially Biden running. Out. But that said, I am supporting DeSantis. Mm. DeSantis is just <laughs> gone from being awesome to being unbelievably good. <laughs> And I don't just watch a man's actions, as Christ said, judge a tree by his fruits. Mm. I can also look in his eyes on oh, HD sorry. video, and I see the real sincerity. I, I love that he said, you know, Christ said, judge a tree by his fruits, but I can see <laughs> in his eyes on <laughs> HD video. video. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's, incredible. I think, again, take that with many full rocks of salt, because mm. Alex Jones is a total creature he has nothing there's there's nothing consistent no, about yeah. him i mean like he's he goes back and forth i remember when the vaccine stuff came out he lost it on trump because he was saying like you know the vaccine's okay he's like i'm done with this guy right Sick of him. but again i think it's for, for alex jones he has to kind of be fluid in order to make sure he's always kind of ca capturing what's going to keep the brand his own Infowars brand like going the way they talk about each other is like listening to like a wwf like yeah take down because it just like nothing is real like it's all about like power plays and like loyalty and proximity and like no <laughs> no information about anything yeah it's yeah that's all would have looked real fucked up like five years ago and now it's just like yeah yeah no everything is just like 
in relation to whatever Trump believes and being friends with Trump or. Yeah, like there's not even like not like a stack the courts, not like a build on what he did. Like no evil plans, just who you hang out with. A Republican primary is attack ad is basically Trump likes me more. Fuck that other person. Trump may endorse Matt Gates, but he thinks he's kind of a dick. Right. That's, for me. that's autocratic politics. That's autocracy. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. Cult shit. It's like, OK, get in line. Who's the most loyal? Right. The, the ones who are not loyal. Guess what? You're out. You're fucking out. And that's how. And we will refine this process until we fucking reduce the pot to the most goopy, gobliny fucks who are willing to say and do anything. And we they've reduced the first layer. They got all the Republicans who voted to impeach out. Mm-hmm. And now we're going down to whatever the fuck this is, who know you know, T- TBD, uh, T- TBA, who fucking knows. On top of this, again, on top of all of this, there's this guy, Joe DeGeneva. I don't know if you remember him. He was part of like the like elite strike force of like best lawyers, cool lawyers, like led by Rudy Giuliani and like Jenna Ellis and like <laughs> the, you know, old Kraken lady. What a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on Newsmax and he's basically saying, Oh, yeah, man, they're going to invite they're going to indict Trump, but it's all good, you know, because you can you can do a lot from jail <laughs> so did Jennifer saying, um, on Newsmax, which is the maximum news. It is yeah, the, the most news. Uh, this is one of the most abusive attorney generals in history. This process <laughs> is arrogant, abusive uh, an affront to the Constitution. They are going to indict Donald Trump. Merrick Garland has lost his senses. But I think you pointed out last week, if they do indict him, crazily enough, I mean, if they're crazy enough to do it, that doesn't render him ineligible to run or even be president. He can listen. Eugene Debs ran for president from a federal prison. There's no reason that that's going to happen to Donald Trump. He's not going to be in a federal prison. But if he's indicted, he will run for president. There you go. I mean, that is what we are going to like. That That feels real, right? Yeah, that that feels real. And it also is probably like a question that I think a lot of people are asking is like, so if he is indicted, though, he's still going to run and probably win. So, oh, yeah, that's at that point, that's like Indiana Jones looking at that motherfucking stone door closing. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, shit, I got to run for the fucking exit. Yep. Yeah. By running for president. That's a fucking that's another weird motivator for somebody entering office. But. Yeah, I didn't know Greg Kelly was over on uh, Newsmax. I don't know he had dipped over there. Is that I that guy's it. name? Yeah, man. All right, man. Do, do whatever, do are, whatever they, got. are they about to be no longer a thing, or that was one one American news? That's OAN, yeah. Oh, OAN. Okay. Gotta, gotta, they're, they're in their final death farts uh, okay. of their existence as a quote-unquote network. But yeah, I mean, again, that also has a dual process, right? Joe DeGeneva really fanning the flames because... We've also seen the tactic from the right, which is to get the base to understand that, like, they need to get fucking weird again for him. Yeah. And it feels like by saying he's your dad is going to go to jail if you don't beat up the cops. Right. You know, it's kind of like a it's kind of a weird motivating tactic. I can also see which is also a fundraising tactic. So it's so hard to know what they're feeling or doing. But again, to even say like, well, I mean, yeah, man, he could he could run for office even if he's you know in prison, right? So strange. Yeah, 
Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson is fucking ODing on copium on his show <laughs> because I don't know. Look, I don't know. What he knows. All I know is he spent most of his time just laughing really weird at Liz Cheney's loss in her primary and then even brings up and for good measure brings up even the Iraq war just to be a full piece of shit. But anyway, here, here's the first one where you get to hear this really weird copium laugh. Liz Cheney is America's foremost defender of democracy. But democracy spanked her hard last night. Wow. <laughs> but it didn't decrease her arrogance. She compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. We're going to have a glotathon. We're just going to say it out loud. We're going to have a glotathon over the defeat of Liz Cheney. And we're going to. Hell okay. yeah. You want to hear it? It gets worse? Yeah, my face is just frozen in horror, but go on. I must say, I feel sorry for it. Turns out American voters are harder to deal with than Iraqi civilians. You can't just drone them to death. <laughs> you have to obey them. Oh, it's so great. Yo, this is Liz Cheney like Day in my house. Victor Davis Hanson, great to see you. What? Obey. Yo. Uh, look, anyway, the man though, has he, he seems. He be seems... chill, be chill. Everything be chill. Yeah. He's got fantasies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say the Liz Cheney thing seems to. Yeah, it, it, like I, I agree. That is, that's the thing I'd be focusing on if I were them. Is like that. It seems like he's still very popular despite all this wild shit that's happening. Like it, it's just gonna. It seems like it's just moving in opposite directions with like him being to anybody paying attention to facts like more and more shockingly, wildly like unelectable or like just like should shouldn't be allowed to run for office and then with his base it's like more and more they're just like he is our god emperor we will die to to make him powerful again and that's yeah. i don't part know part of man. me I don't know where this ends. part of me thinks the cleanest thing which isn't really justice is that they get him to the brink and say look motherfucker you will never run for president you shut the fuck up and right. you don't have to go to jail yeah but he, I mean, that's. He I mean, that. That, that's how they use him, though. Like, it almost feels like the opposite is that, like, at this point, what else can the man do but continuously run for president? Like, right, right. he's incapable of everything else other than being a loud, racist, terrifying talking head mm-hmm. that that scares the left and emboldens the most base horror of America. And yeah, and to your point, there is. The Democrats have their hand in this, too, you know, like they based on how of hard or not they, they go. And also they have the pretty clear election strategy, as they've done, of elevating the MAGA people in primary races because they feel they'll be easier to run against in in the November in the midterms. So they've Is been in, that what that's about. Yeah, they've been yeah. investing in elevating the most fucking wacky of the whacks to to get in those primary races and then they're being like yeah and then they'll beat them it's like or that'll spectacularly backfire because you're an absolute yes, idiot yes it will backfire how i don't understand how in this nation where we have our both hands and feet in middle eastern playbooks for destabilization how we right. then don't massively recognize that when it's happening in this nation and stoke magites like, that isn't how you destabilize nations in the Middle East. This is right. bizarre. I don't yeah. understand. But I think in a way, you watch it unfold and you're like, I, I can't be like, is this the, the, the country's karma? Right. You know? 
Well, like, I mean, karma is, how... is just cause and effect, right? Yeah, or it's just like this is the echo; it comes back. But then also, mm. you, yeah, well, you're it falling is. victim to your own tricks, but also have this like your own arrogance as a nation makes you completely unable to grapple with it. Well, that that's the baseline of like transformative justice thinking, right? Is that like it is what goes around comes around. And when it is something that we do, then it's something that we do. You know right. what I mean? It's something that becomes practiced, has an infrastructure, has like a process that we then I mean, all habit psychology tells you, hey, this is a bad idea. Don't invest time in something like this, because then that's what you're going to autopilot to in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And this country right now is exhausted. It's out of work. It is broke. It's people need resources. There are no infrastructures to hold people together in a crisis. People with no other infrastructure are going to believe that they need to choose violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it just goes back to like I just like when Liz Cheney was about to lose. I got so many obnoxious texts from the Democrats that were like, you know, thank her for risking her career to bring down Trump. And like, we need Liz Cheney. And then there was also like movements to get Democrats to find ways to vote for her, to support her. And I was like, what are you doing? Right. We're just like, you know, okay, Republicans now? That's our party? Like, what happened? Vote for the daughter of one of the most vile motherfuckers in American history. And also, her she herself was a, just a Trump rubber stamp. Right. Yeah, I mean, th- this is what I mean, is like that centrist notion of like, she stood up. I'm like, okay. Or is this ah. just like, or is this born out of being in a reality where you are the apex predator societally? Right. You know, so you're completely unable to conceive of a threat Mm. because society has reflected back to you that you're the most potent creature. And at any time you can exercise control over your reality, unlike the people beneath you, which is why I feel like the perspective of more vulnerable people is like, what the fuck are y'all? Yeah. Much more accurate and like a valid or people more in touch. You know, where there is also a group of people who are so fucking insulated, who have had maybe very charmed life, where they know not of anything that is a an actual like an abstract threat in the form of something like fascism. They might be like, oh, there's a scary man of color going on a jog. Maybe that that might be I'll cross the street for that. But fascism, I don't know. (laughs) Right. You know. We're we're in the plot of Alien Two. No, <laughs> I feel like we memory hold the fact that they did this with Trump with the 2016 Republican nomination. Where, like, if you listen to Keeping It 1600, the precursor to Pod Save America, like they were they were all like root openly rooting that Trump would get the nomination because it would be. I remember like, strategically, that. Oh yeah, like this is. This has been their thinking. They they were rooting for all of this shit to to happen because they just didn't. They they have not been able to conceive of this threat in a in a realistic way at all. Right, folks. This is what happens when you do the villain's vision work. Stay right. focused <laughs> on the resources you want, on the infrastructures that you demand. Don't let the election turn into which villain is more to your liking. Demand what you want. Protect yeah. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
the same, yeah. just like we were saying yesterday with like, what can Biden do to like activate the youth vote? It's like, well, he, he needs to actually propose policies. Anything. Yeah, that are, anything. <laughs> that acknowledge what the needs are of that articulated group you just identified. They acknowledge any needs by anyone in the last yeah. four years. Acknowledge how many what, years has what it been? More can Two he years? Do? Oh my God. What, what more? more? Trump's on the back me? foot. Got mm. the Inflation Reduction Act. The the job market's <laughs> wilder than ever. It's like, have you talked to anybody? Have you talked to anybody who isn't like in the employer class? Right. At all. You know, do you do you know and do you have any friends who are actually struggling? Do you have any friends who are so depressed because of their lack of opportunity and feeling so confused at like what they did wrong when it's no doing of their own? It's just a fucked up place they live in. Do you know anybody like that? Is that a real person to you or is that a character on a TV show? Right? Like, could you imagine if life was like that? I yeah. am a pacifist, but can we give AOC some nukes? <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? Can I mean, look, I don't that? trust can we just can we make it a proposition? I'd hate to like to say all that clock or shit just to be classist again, but she has less than a hundred thousand dollars in assets. <laughs> she has nothing to lose, so I don't trust her. Yes, wow. thank you. I'm glad thank somebody you. finally said it. Sorry, just, Zara, I infiltrated you. Miles, just <laughs> give her a tank. Just a oh tank. yeah, yeah. How yeah. About a tanks tank? for, hey, tanks for the unhoused all day. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible if we just gave the unhoused folks tanks and then they just like rolled over Beverly Hills? Like, wouldn't that just be? Yeah. Keep it in that 310 area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This direction. Yeah. Run wild. Run wild. Yeah. I don't know. But this is, you know, we're at, we're at, we're at, it's an omni crisis. Wow. It's just hard for, it's like, which one, like, honestly, which one do you want to pick? But to your point, Zara, I think it, it is really important is to like, the only way out of it or some some beginning for most people to come to like some sense, which is don't just don't go to the shit buffet and be like, well, these are the only two options they have. Right. Right. Fucking burn the fucking place down and right. be like, well, fuck this place. I don't like this is what I want or fucking scream outside the place and be like, I'm not going in there till you give me what the fuck I want. Right. But we, we don't have a system of checks and balances anymore. We can't wait for our legislators to hand us people that we like we're going to have to do that work. Yeah. One with nuts and corn is actually really good. Get back in line. Get back in line. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the little piece of crap that had corn niblets in it still. <laughs> okay. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, 
take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back, and there's a there's a new vampire movie at the top of the Netflix charts called Day Shift. That it's fabulous. Zara has seen says it's fabulous. Jamie Fox is Jamie Foxing it up in in the trailers. Plays a pool cleaner who pivots into vampire hunting, and there's even a tie-in music video in which Jamie Fox and Dave Franco rap about mowing down vamps. Okay. Okay. I miss you that have part. my attention, sir. Hold on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hmm. We always, at least once a presidential administration, I like to talk about the theory that you get more zombie movies during Republican presidencies and more vampire movies during Democratic administrations. Zombieland 2 came out during Trump's reign, but I feel like it didn't do that well. So I am, mm. we, we wrote about this back at Cracked, some website no called kidding. Cracked in 2011. And I, but I do feel like it, 
ended after Trump. Like all things. Like any it, semblance of a pattern yeah, you could I don't, I don't know that I buy it anymore because, first of all, Trump, like, Zombieland 2 coming out during Trump's administration, Trump was, like, the prototypical, like, nightmare version of a Republican administration. And we only got Zombieland 2? Like, that's... That and nobody went and saw that shit. So like, I do feel like we've crossed a a line, and like this no, this doesn't really hold anymore because you mean the, like we don't what, watch as much zombies now. Well, just like I don't think we're as afraid of or the, I don't know. I don't, dude. You know, <laughs> the zombies if, made it over the wall. We like, I don't think anyone's afraid that Joe Biden is. So that, here's the theory. Uh, I'll just lay out the theory. The theory is you get more zombies during Republican presidencies because zombies represent what Democrats fear about Republicans, which mm-hmm. is, you know, sort of groaning like the consumers. <laughs> you know, it's like in the mall. A lot of zombie movies have taken place in a mall, just like mindless groaning uh, hordes. Hmm. That's kind of how Democrats tend to picture Republicans and then vampire movies come out during Democratic administrations because vampires represent what Republicans fear about Democrats, which is like this stylish European kind of party animal, sexually ambiguous. I always thought zombies represented xenophobia. I think they probably do as well. Because there's always a wall they're going to break through. One Mm. comes with a horde. Right. All they do is consume, consume, consume. Exactly. And are they paying back into the system, these zombies? Not at all. Exactly. But there was that interesting film that came out during the Trump presidency, My Uncle the Zombie, which was about the guy and talking about his uncle as a zombie and really normalizing and humanizing the zombie (laughs) for the audience. It was produced by the New York Times. Yeah. Like, I wonder if if there was that uptick and kind of thing where it's like, zombies are actually kind of chill. They're not all bad. (laughs) You know, we're like, wait, what the fuck? I I feel like this made a lot of sense up through Obama, right? Like W, like the W administration. I remember like zombies having like a huge moment, like Dawn of the Dead, Resident Evil, 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later. Yeah, zombie survival handbook. Yeah, people like came out. Oh, yeah. That was when World War Z, the book, I think, came out. And then during Obama, we had like the Twilight franchise, which was like a sexy vampire which like fully fits into the idea of like the the fear republicans fear of democrats is not just that they are like these you know sexually progressive immigrants with style but that they also appeal to their like teenage children so twilight is like the worst case scenario for that Uh and but then there wasn't like I never felt like the, during the Trump administration, like zombies were having a big comeback. And I don't feel like even though this Jamie Foxx movie looks cool, I don't think anybody is like, I'm scared of Joe Biden and therefore I'm going to watch. Like Joe Biden doesn't evoke a, you know, smooth, like hovering vampire no. to me. No, if anything, he's a zombie. Yeah. yeah well, right. that's the thing, too. Yeah. He's an old rotten corpse <laughs> walking around this shit. My palate cleanser for Biden is the show Cheers. <laughs> Why? Because everybody knows your name there and he can't remember anyone's name? 
Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Norm! Like, he would do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, safe, like, ah, Norm, I know that guy. They form bar yeah. <laughs> away from policy. I've always thought Cheers <laughs> is the subjective depiction of what drunk people think a bar looks like. Versus like what it actually looks like, right? She's like, that's what it's so what a bar feels like when you're drunk. It's like well lit and everybody's like funny. Glad you and came. Glad and like <laughs> cheerful and rather than be like, oh fuck, Norm's here. He's gonna right. racist ass shit again. Yeah, I'll fucking cut him off. He's not drunk. I don't care. I don't fuck. I, don't, I want him to fucking leave. Hey, go to I'll have another. Mm. Do you think? I mean, yeah. I guess that we've we've really. I guess. What is, is there's no other vampire stuff on the horizon? I feel like there no, is. No, there is. There is a bunch of vampire. I just don't buy that it's like coming from people's fear of Joe Biden. But maybe I'm just like so out of touch with mainstream America's. Uh, I don't know. Let's I mean, like go this- Brandonization. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of vampire shit coming. So like this would tie into it. It's. I guess I haven't made made room for the Trump presidency or I haven't made sense of the Trump presidency because like. That just doesn't feel like a thing. Maybe it's just a thing we haven't like grappled with as a like culturally because there's just I I don't see it in the culture. But may, maybe somebody can point me towards like the the monster movies that do a good job representing the Trump administration. But yeah, we got Interview yeah, with the Vampires uh, becoming an AMC show. Well, Marvel is rebooting Blade next year, so they, it's coming. The centrist liberals are very worried about Biden in my little centrist liberal infiltration feed. Uh, about like how, what a sexually charismatic <laughs> genius he is? That he's not at all right. and that he's going to lose. And they just like keep pitching each other like alternative candidates because they're so scared he's going to oh, run no. and then lose. Who are those hypothetical can like Pete Buttigieg and shit? Like I mean, Morbius, that was a vampire movie. And it's like nobody <laughs> went and saw that shit I, with I Biden in saying, office. Yeah. There's a lot of insisting Michelle Obama run and save us. Oh, my yes. God. I know. Black women do the labor of saving this fucking festering crater of a country. Well, hey, you me, gaslight let me everything. Let Obama a third time, you know? That's yeah. what I've been saying <laughs> since. Uh... I think, do you think maybe A Quiet Place kind of summed up the the vibes of the Trump era? Yes. Yeah. A Quiet yeah, Place definitely did. I think that was the one because remember, like I remember, I think JM wrote up a quiet place. Get we were out. talking about how it really was encapsulating conservative fears around, like don't open your mouth, yeah, because the shit that you say will get you snatched up or canceled. You know what yes. I mean? And bird box, right? Oh yeah, a lot of just shutting down your senses. I think maybe we're moving into maybe like we've blown up the vampire mm-hmm. zombie, mm-hmm. you know, dynamic and we're moving into some other thing like, for another phase now where people are like people are like into being like really ignorant. Right. <laughs> and it's saving their life. Yeah, there's a lot of that. You know what I mean? That's the scary oh thing God. is that like the stereotypical action movie hero it, in and or just like movie protagonist for like movies targeted at male demographics is is like a Trump supporter now. It's like a an operator who's good with a gun and like has been for a long time. Like th- there was this article Jason Pargin wrote it correct that was pointing out that like when you look back at who 
are like who people root for in American films. It's like the rural like person who's trying to take down the government like in Star Wars. You know, it's a, it's mm. like Luke Skywalker would be like MAGA, you know, as opposed mm. to like it, it, it just feels like it's that's we, we're in a weird new era where I don't know. I guess that's what it's that the, movie it's the still social media era. Right. It's a social media air. We're in we're in all these pockets of echo chambers where everyone thinks that they are the underdog. Right. P- people don't actually understand power anymore and how it operates because we're all so cut off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's just become this like abstraction that people yeah. like, sort of fantasize about and like have everyone has their own weird version of it. Like there there are all these like people. Dry that land believe- and water world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You've not seen Dry Land. Oh, I have. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. <laughs> like, oh, don't listen to that motherfucker. I mean, the white genocide fears that got stoked during the Trump presidency and and election, even, and um, that continue, and like the people's bizarre conspiracy theories about the vaccine, the vaccines, and their relationship. To, like, yeah. uh, it just goes on and on. Yeah. yeah well, you know. See how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Pop some popcorn. Yeah. Hope I don't walk out of this flick. Yeah. <laughs> Zara, it's been a pleasure having you as always. Where can I'm people... always here for the good news. Mm. You, yeah. can, you can <laughs> find me and more good news at Zara Comedy. Z-A-H-R-A <laughs> Comedy. And at Snap Judgment. There you go. Yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah. Oh, my God. I sent it to you, Miles. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is from Jason Mott, best-selling author and National Book Award recipient. It's a poster. Okay. It's actually pieces of wood. I'm not describing this well. It's It's like it's a bench. It's a bench. This is a bench? It's a park bench. Yeah, yeah. It's a park. (laughs) Those are the wood planks of a park bench. Thank you, Miles, mm-hmm. that have the writing attention, exclamation, exclamation, parentheticals, true story, arrow, crow is all caps, double underline, pretending to be injured to get food, exclamation, <laughs> exclamation. He's stashing most behind the fence. He walks under and after bus goes by, he flies off. Like normal, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I was going to call SBCA, exclamation, exclamation. Don't be, don't be had like I was. (laughs) Hashtag hustled by the crow. Oh my God. (laughs) That feels like it's coming from a real place too, right? (laughs) This is to do graffiti on a park bench, but have it be like a weird... Don't let that crow play you like it played me. <laughs> like, what kind of energy is that to bring to a fucking butt? Like a park bench, but hey. You guys, okay. what if this crow is the first anamorph of Jeff Bezos? Oh, shit. That's what he would do. He would just yeah. start hoarding. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I, I need more, please. They're like, man, he's hiding all that shit behind the fence when the bus goes by. <laughs> Crows are smart. Man. I, I, I don't disbelieve the, the person who's who's complaining about this i just questioned their decision to be outraged as opposed <laughs> as opposed to sort of impressed 
Unless, Don't like, be had like I was! Exclamation, how much food exclamation. was this person given to this crow? That they're like, <laughs> could I'm you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Like, also, yeah, maybe there was a, a significant investment made in that crow, like, financially and emotionally, that <laughs> it it does maybe feel like, okay, you know what? I'm not mad at you. You really did. You, you sold your house to try and support <laughs> that crow. Amazing. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, find me, follow me at Miles of Gray. Check us out on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties and NBA Podcast. Shout out to at NBA for tweeting about the show uh, where they said My, at Miles of Gray and at Jack O'Brien. Give us their top 20, top 525 in the comments. Are, they warm my heart. They who said the? who and who? <laughs> <laughs> Got what? Love the Internet. Y'all are undefeated. Um, also, check me out on 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Some tweets. I like, okay, this is from uh, Dead Meat at Death Crush, but rather than an S, it's a five, <laughs> tweeted, oh, sorry, I didn't know you have trauma. Uh, you can keep being mean to me now, uh, which I felt. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Seen that a few times. Uh, another one is from <laughs> Xander Cannon, who just said, uh, at Xander underscore Cannon, tweeted, oh, thank goodness. See, I thought the HBO Max uh, was just removing a bunch of shows for no reason at all, but it's actually so that they don't have to pay residuals to the creators. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, well, funny. now it makes sense. Yeah. And then John Fetterman, uh, Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, he's been nonstop windmilling on Dr. Oz. Like, Dr. Oz, can fuck, he can't fucking get anything, like, right. He did a thing... Where, First, he got him to be like, I got 10 houses. And everyone's like, you got 10 houses? <laughs> In a tweet. Two houses, 10 properties. Two houses. I bought le legitimately mine 10 properties. And it's like, I'm sorry, legitimately yours? Anyway, so. <laughs> what does that mean? Strong. Uh, it's a normal collar. Find a new angle. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, Dr. you got me. But like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, right. th there's that meme that's going around, which is like, it's like clearly from like a music festival where there's like a girl in like a crop top, like oh with her arm God, around yeah. a dude's shoulder. And she's like just yelling into his ear something. <laughs> and people have had fun, a lot of fun with this image at John Fetterman tweeted. So basically I own 10 properties, but like legitimately only two homes. A home is just anything in New Jersey where I live. <laughs> My mansion in Florida is just a vacation home. So that doesn't count. And the one in Maine is technically under my wife's name. So it's not legitimately mine. <laughs> 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 Fucking cooked his ass with that meme. So yeah, <laughs> long may it last. <laughs> Sam Grazy's tweeted, so I'm pretty frustrated and confused right now. Just got home from a date. And when she went to pick up her bill, I said, don't worry about it. Drinks are on me tonight. She fucking threw her full beer at me. Does this happen to anyone else? Her name is Amelia Bedelia, if that helps. <laughs> I would vote for Amelia Bedelia for president. Yes. Yeah, fuck. I'm honestly, I'll vote for fucking Sting from WCW. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have yeah. a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, this is a track from this, you know, like artist, comedian, just sort of general, makes interesting stuff uh, in the music world, Oliver Tree. Uh, I'm sure the young kids know about him. Uh, but I just listened to this one track that's like a remix, like turned like a sampling one of his songs and then turned into like sort of an EDM track. And it just made me feel like I was in 
Germany or some shit. And it's called Miss You. And it's the Oliver Tree and Robin Schulz mix. S-C-H-U-L-D. Check it out. On your Friday, just start fist pumping, you know, crack some glow sticks. Uh, but don't microwave them. Do not microwave your glow sticks, folks, and ruin a beautiful shirt. This is Miss Am You I ever by right, Oliver Miles? Tree. Am I ever right, Miles? Am I ever right? Beautiful shirt. <laughs> Everybody should check out that video. They haven't seen it. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.